0: This is a GRDC podcast.
1: Managing herbicide resistant weeds has become a major concern for grain growers and especially in Australia's northern region where there are more herbicide resistant weed species than elsewhere. And it was for that reason that GRDC invested in the targeted tillage project and called for a non-chemical means of weed control for use in an integrated weed management system. Answering the call, the University of Western Australia proposed it would engineer a machine that could see weeds and knock them out of the soil. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. What UWA developed was a multi-tined mechanical weeder, and it was recently put through its paces at Sydney University's research farm, Lara, on the outskirts of Narrabri in northern New South Wales. Leading the engineering team, which built the machine, is UWA's inaugural agricultural engineer, Andrew Gazomi.
0: This project is very engineering heavy and where we started was uh, trying to come up with a robust, reliable um, solution and that was driven by thinking of something that is very common and well regarded in the industry such as a shearer trash worker, hydraulic breakout tyne and we thought from an engineering perspective that we would like to Um, have essentially a modification kit which would enable us to repurpose that existing machine for this new um, application so instead of having those tines always engaged with the soil having them in a standby position and when a sensor sees a weed to trigger the solenoid enabling the trash worker tine individual one to come down very quickly in a short matter of milliseconds to chip out that weed and then return through the incorporation of some return springs back to that standby position so it can happen all over again. So
1: you've mentioned uh, a number of components. Try and give us a mental description of what this machine looks like.
0: So um, it's not too hard to envisage what this machine looks like. If you're familiar with a cultivator bar with a couple of rows and uh, tines spaced across there, at the moment we're working with tines spaced essentially every 300 millimetres across two rows nominally um, and so each tyne is sort of covering with a sweep about a 300 um, weed kill width um, enabling us to target weeds that appear as the tractor's moving along at 10 k's an hour and then the components um, essentially comprise a set of sort of spring um, units that enable us to maintain that standby position and return to it through that single actuating cylinder that only has a single hydraulics port and then a hydraulic circuit that enables us to have very high pressure and large volumes of oil that can be supplied very quickly into that cylinder to trigger that tine and a essentially rubber damper bump stop at the front so that um, when the tine goes fully down it comes into contact with that uh, to help also make it return and also soften its end of travel limit.
1: So as well as uh, the two universities, WA and Sydney, has the uh, hydraulic side of the R&D been handled by the unis or by another partner?
0: So the partnership involves yeah, a number of key players and uh, one of the very big uh, players um, has been David Nowlin Hydraulics in Bunbury, in the southwest of Western Australia, who has helped with us with achieving the requirements of the hydraulic system um, and some of the design to actually enable these tines to come in and out of the ground quickly. Um, and yeah, and the rest has been sort of a multidisciplinary approach and farmer advisors, including Ray Harrington, Mick Fells, um, and Jeff Glenn or Vagmaster. To drive the hydraulics, do you need a large tractor? So the requirement to have large pressure and volume oil is overcome by the incorporation of accumulators that can literally obviously accumulate that high pressure and volume oil. So the tractor needs to have a moderate um, flow rate supply to supply those, but the actual quick supply of oil to each tine is supplied out of those accumulators through the solenoid valve. And then it's essentially just returning that oil back into the tractor. Um, So the system is quite simple. So apart from those mechanical components, uh, what else did you need on this piece of gear? Um, So the project as as originally um, put together was focused essentially 100% on um, the mechanical device development to enable weeds to be chipped out, um, termed like targeted tillage. Um, We achieved that with our various test rigs and then sort of upscaled to make a bigger Unit, And then given that that was all quite successful, um, we thought there are existing sensors out there that do enable the measurement of um, chlorophyll or essentially green on brown. So um, this ability to actually use the system as it is already to target weeds in winter and summer fallows just by plugging those sensors such as the weed into the system and um, fooling it to think that it's triggering a nozzle when in fact it's triggering our hydraulic solenoid.
1: Before we talk about what it's doing to the weeds, um, you've kind of mentioned um, fellows. So when would you see uh, the timing for operation of this piece of gear?
0: So the use of this machine, um, we see it sort of being used in an integrated weed management system. Um, but from our trials that we've actually run, the mechanical approach is showing lots of promise and that it can actually work over a weed Um, sizes that are much more varied than what would be typically applicable for a spray unit so we're seeing from very small weeds up to ones even um, 70 centimetres for example in diameter and this opens up the possibility of potentially using less passes to actually go out there and treat those paddocks at a slower speed which might have been um, a negative but it's sort of a bit of a trade-off and then still be able to kill those weeds out in the paddock Um, and it seems to be less constrained by some of the environmental factors that might uh, limit the timing for spraying for example because it is a mechanical approach but um, in saying that obviously you'd want to chip out those weeds and have them exposed to some nice hot dry weather to help desiccate them.
1: What about the trial results that you have conducted and some have been here on the eastern side of the country while some trial work has also been in the west?
0: Yeah, so we went about um, sort of a multidisciplinary approach with the partners. So here in the University of Sydney was uh, Michael Walsh with the plant sort of scientist approach looking at the weed kill efficacy and then uh, the uh, QDAF in Toowoomba was also um, conducting field trials and we were also conducting some but predominantly from an engineering perspective in the west but also looking at um, some weed kill and timings. Um, They obviously have different soil types across those different zones but those trials um, in its current arrangement even with the standard tillage sweep which aren't ideally suited to this hoeing action showed very high weed kill efficacy um, essentially 100% kill rates across very varied um, plant sizes and different species and the only times where it wasn't successful um, back at the time when we were doing those trials was actually limited to um, timing of the actual time going in and out of the soil which can be obviously overcome and the uh, um, non-ideal shape of that flying V sweep which um, can also be overcome for, through some engineering design but um, did enable some of the weeds potentially to glance off the sides as they were getting further away from the centre of that sweep.
1: Run us through what is happening at, a, at the ground level uh, in terms of uh, the weeds being chipped out. So, you know, how fast can you travel and um, how deep are these tines digging in or the sweeps digging in?
0: So, from an engineering perspective, there were many sort of design constraints that we thought about at the start and sort of we nominally thought we'd like to have a standby position of about four inches or 100 mil above the ground and be able to um, have a maximum sort of chipping depth of about three inches or 75 mil but um, less uh, is more so even like two inches or one depending on what's required so we wanted that sort of functionality about being able to adjust the height of the machine and then essentially the uh, trash worker geometry um, is essentially a swinging pendulum and then coupling that with the tractor's motion at 10 k's an hour um, you get a combined motion which sees the sweep enter the ground and then depending on how fast it enters and returns it essentially creates a bit of a, um, a, a divot um, that's quite small depending on how long we decide to keep that tine down for. And the weed basically gets uh,
1: cut through below, so through the root system and then upturned hopefully and and as you said, in dry weather it's going to be uh, uh, hit by the sun to really kill it off. Um, But that also means you don't want to do this if the soil is wet or if it's a chance of rain.
0: Yeah, so the timing of uh, when you'd conduct this sort of mechanical tillage action is dependent on um, the sort of environmental conditions from a humidity or rain sort of perspective you wouldn't want to have too much soil moisture um that if some of those roots were still in contact that they might be able to um send out some more shoots um so dry would be better and depending on the nature of the plant uh predominantly it tends to invert those plants even with the roots um sort of intact so that they are exposed to the heat or um cut the plant off at a level below which it can shoot
1: could a um engineering minded grower decide to pick up the blueprints and uh, build this himself or how do you see it uh, going out to the community?
0: So we would like to see this uh, device get into the hands of growers um, as soon as possible and that was part of the motivation for doing a project of this nature um, to actually make something that can come to market quite quickly So um, one of the initial thoughts at the start was to have sort of a kit sort of unit which um, should there be a a, such a minded farmer who would like to sort of kit out their own unit we thought that that might have seemed suitable at the start. Um, We potentially moved a little bit more away from that thinking that it might uh, exist better in an arrangement of a kitted out um, machine that potentially say a co-op of farmers or a contractor um, or a combination of both might want to own in a certain zone and then Use across a number of farms, especially given that it would integrate well into this um, integrated weed management approach of, say, combining that with some conventional spot spraying, for example.
1: Because it's based on pretty much a modular design, could it be extended out to be more the size of a, a boom spray?
0: So there is quite a large motivation to have this sort of system integrate um, more seamlessly, say, with tramline farming that's on sort of bigger spacing say such as uh, 12 metres at the moment our pre-commercial rig is um, decent but not ideal at 6 so it has a modular design sort of essentially two manifold blocks controlling those sweeps on there at the moment that same sort of approach can given its modular nature um, enable us to go in increments up from that so um, whilst we can move towards 12 metres there's a bit of engineering to sort of make that system reliable and also um, functional across that width but we're heading there.
1: Before you can release it though you still will be making some final tweaks?
0: Yeah so with a engineering project of this nature which is quite um, involved there are um, a number of tweaks that we're sort of embarked upon at the moment through this test phase at large scale um, and they're around sort of potentially thinking of um, alternate sweep designs but also yeah the manufacturability of some of those components for mass production um, and to increase um, or lessen say wear rates and increase that reliability and reduce the cost also for the end product and um, the simplicity of its uh, mating I suppose or partnership with those sensor units such as the weed it so try and keep the camera number to a minimum so that the cost is kept down. And is it possible to give an indication of cost at this stage, or is that something
1: that really still um, is a little way down the track?
0: So it's probably still a bit early days to think of uh, what this system might cost because of those uh, tweaks that we are thinking about or working upon, even in terms of the the bar layout, um, just to make it uh, user-friendly for uh, transport between farms, etc., but um, it's definitely front and centre of our mind to make this affordable and accessible to farmers. So, yeah, we'll try and keep costs to a minimum. Andrew Gazomi,
1: engineering lead on the targeted tillage project. And as Andrew mentioned, it's been a partnership effort between the Universities of Western Australia and Sydney as well as a WA hydraulics company and some innovative grain growers. Sydney Uni's Mike Walsh, the project leader was in the United States while the Narrabri trials were conducted, so we missed talking to Michael, unfortunately. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.